Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on through Exodus in chapter 8. In verse 1, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs across your entire land. The Nile River will swarm with frogs. They will come up out of the river and into your palace, even into your bedroom and onto your bed. They will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They will even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls. Frogs will jump on you, your people, and all your officials. So in this one, God is sending a plague that attacks their false god of Hecate, which was the Egyptian goddess of fertility, water, and renewal. And she, they believe she had the head of a frog when they created this false idol. And in verse 5, it continues, Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, raise the staff in your hand over all the rivers, canals, and ponds of Egypt, and bring up frogs over all the land. So Aaron raised his hand over the waters of Egypt, and frogs came up and covered the whole land. But the magicians were able to do the same thing with their magic. They too caused frogs to come up on the land of Egypt, which is funny to me. It's like, okay, sure, great. We have all these frogs getting in our food and in our beds and our clothes and our heads like everywhere. And let's go ahead and make more frogs because that's smart, right? And verse eight, then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord to take the frogs away from me and my people. So apparently he did not like the frogs. In verse 8, it continues, I will let your people go so they can offer sacrifices to the Lord. You set the time, Moses replied. Tell me when you want me to pray for you and your officials and your people. Then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs and they will remain only in the Nile River. Do it tomorrow, Pharaoh said. All right, Moses replied. It will be as you have said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord our God. So this is comical to me. He hates these frogs. They're everywhere. They're all over the people's foods, clothes, beds, heads, like everywhere. These frogs are everywhere. And he asks them, like literally, when do you want this to stop? You set the time. And he's like, eh, let's do it tomorrow. I just, I don't get that. And it makes me laugh every time I read it. Verse 11 The frogs will leave you and your houses, your officials, and your people. They will remain only in the Nile River. So Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh's palace, and Moses cried out to the Lord about the frogs he had inflicted on Pharaoh. And the Lord did just what Moses had predicted. The frogs in the houses, the courtyards, and the fields all died. So the Egyptian magicians were able to bring more frogs and mimic God, but only God could stop them. Only God had the power to stop them. God is greater than the enemy and the enemy pours out mimickers and fake gods and only God is the true and real God and only God was able to stop these frogs. In verse 13, and we'll read that again, and the Lord did just what Moses had predicted. The frogs in the houses, the courtyards and the fields all died. The Egyptians piled them into great heaps, and a terrible stench filled the land. That's a pretty good reminder of what happened. But when Pharaoh saw that relief had come, he became stubborn 
and he refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. In verse 16, So the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron to raise your staff and strike the ground. The dust will turn into swarms of gnats around the land of Egypt. Some translations say gnats, some say fleas or mosquitoes, but it's a small bug that bites you and is annoying regardless. And this is coming up against the Egyptian false god Geb, which was the god of earth. And this actually is going to be the last plague that is brought forth involving Aaron. The next three are going to be brought forth by Moses himself. So pay attention to that little detail. It's kind of interesting. Um, In verse 17, So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. When Aaron raised his hand and struck the ground with his staff, gnats infested the entire land, covering the Egyptians and their animals. All the dust in the land of Egypt turned into gnats. Pharaoh's magicians tried to do the same thing with their secret arts, but this time they failed. And the gnats covered everyone, people and animals alike. So this time the mimickers couldn't mimic. In verse 19, This is the finger of God, the magicians exclaimed to Pharaoh, but Pharaoh's heart remained hard and he wouldn't listen to them, just as the Lord had predicted. So Pharaoh is continually hardening his own heart at this point. He is the one that is hardening his heart and making his choice to set his heart against God. And here, even the magicians get it. Even the ones bringing the falsehood and the mimicking get it, that this is God. Like, this is really God, guys. Like, seriously. But even after that, Pharaoh still is like, meh. In verse 20, Then the Lord told Moses, Get up early in the morning and stand in Pharaoh's way as he goes down to the river. Say to him, This is what the Lord says, Let my people go so they can worship me. And if you refuse, then I will send a swarm of flies on you, your officials, your people, and all the houses. The Egyptian homes will be filled with flies, and the ground will be covered with them. So now only only the people that belong to God are going to be affected by this plague. Now also we're going to see destruction starting as well as the distress and discomfort. And... This is an attack against their false god, Kepri, which was the Egyptian god of creation, movement of the sun, and rebirth, and she was believed to have a head of a fly. So he's sending a plague of flies to prove a point here. In verse 22, But this time I will spare the region of Goshen where my people live. No flies will be found there. Then you will know that I am the Lord and that I am present, even in the heart of your land. I will make a clear distinction between my people and your people. The miraculous sign will happen tomorrow. He is really wanting to know that he wants them, the Egyptians, to know that he is God and he is present. And God is here and God is bringing this forth. And That's the same thing he wants us to know today, that he is here, he is with us, and he is present with us. In verse 24, And the Lord did just as he had said. A thick swarm of flies filled Pharaoh's palace and the houses of his officials. The whole land of Egypt was thrown into chaos by the flies. Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron. All right, go ahead and offer sacrifices to your God, he said, but do it here in this land. 
So he's he's fed up with the flies, and what he's trying to do is bargain with God here, and he his pride is showing forth as he is trying to like bargain the details of what's going to happen, and he he wants to have power and authority over God, and he's trying to bargain that with them, and their gods they couldn't protect him, but God protected his people in this one. God protected and covered his people and didn't let the flies bother his people. The children that believed and loved God were protected, and their gods couldn't do that for them. In verse 26, but Moses replied, that wouldn't be right. The Egyptians detest the sacrifices that we offer to the Lord our God. Look, if we offer our sacrifices here where the Egyptians can see us, they will stone us. We must take a three-day trip into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God, just as he has commanded us. So Moses is telling them that they have to obey God, and they have to obey God 100%. There's no bargaining or compromise. They need to do what God says exactly how God says to do it. In verse 28, All right, go ahead, Pharaoh replied. I will let you go into the wilderness to offer sacrifices to the Lord your God, but don't go too far away. Now hurry and pray for me. So he has learned what he's dealing with. He's learned who Yahweh is and he's asking for his assistance over his own gods. He's not asking his gods to assist. He's asking God to stop this and assist. In verse 29, Moses answered, as soon as I leave, I will pray to the Lord and tomorrow the swarms of flies will disappear from you and your officials and all your people. But I am warning you, Pharaoh, don't lie to us again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice the Lord. And he's like telling him, You're, he, he's on to his tactics. And Pharaoh really wants to compromise and say, okay, you can go ahead, but don't go too far. He's trying to bargain and compromise. And Satan, Satan does that. Satan tries to compromise, like worship God, but you can still stay in the world and do worldly things and sin. He tries to get you to compromise with God, and that's not okay. In verse 30. So Moses left Pharaoh's palace and pleaded with the Lord to remove all the flies. And the Lord did as Moses asked and caused the swarms of flies to disappear from Pharaoh, his officials, and his people. Not a single fly remained, but Pharaoh again became stubborn and refused to let the people go. In, so God knew that Pharaoh was going to resist, but he still keeps giving him chances and chances and chances. But Pharaoh's heart continues to... So he stay in evil and becomes more and more evil. And he's choosing to harden his heart at this point and turn away from God. So that is the end of chapter 8. And we will continue on our journey and see what happens next tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.